theme. See, that's, that's actually what we're talking about today, what we just sang about shouting Jesus from the rooftops and the streets. We're going to talk about how to go practically about shouting Jesus in your workplace or students in your classroom or if you're at home. How do you, how do you live for Jesus? How do you live on mission if you're, if you're at home with whoever's around you? We often think about and talk about missions as something that someone else does somewhere else. But in fact, missions or living on mission is the call of every follower of Jesus, wherever they're at. Jesus' call in Matthew 28 is to go and make disciples. That call is for you and for me, not just people who have given their life to go somewhere else to do missions work. Your home is your mission field. Your school is your mission field. Your work is your mission field. And we're walking through Proverbs. We're looking at chapters 10 through 30 thematically through several weeks here. And I've entitled this week, Work, Your Everyday Mission Field. I want to show you in Proverbs some wisdom for being a great missionary right where you're at. At work, home, at school. But all good mission work starts with great relationships. All good ministry starts with great relationships. People don't care what you know until they know how much you care. Showing people to Jesus must go hand in hand with sharing Jesus with people. So how, how can we be great missionaries at work or wherever we're planted? Let's look in Proverbs. So first, I want to show you how we can show Jesus to your boss. Here's how you can show Jesus to your boss might go without saying, but it needs to be said. Work hard. Proverbs 10.26 Like vinegar to the teeth and smoke to the eyes, so the slacker is to the one who sends him on an errand. Uh, I love the Proverbs. They're just so stark, right? Here, vinegar literally erodes the enamel of your teeth, I learned this week. So you can see how that, that's not a good deal. And, but we all really resonate with this second analogy of smoke to the eyes. You're sitting around a campfire and the wind suddenly shifts. You think you sat in the, the right spot and shifts and it goes straight into your eyes. And you just you tear up and you're like, oh, this is terrible, right? It's making this analogy to slackers. And he's saying slackers are just like vinegar, to your teeth or smoke to your eyes to your boss. That's what slackers are like to their boss. They're annoying, they're irritating, you can't stand them. And here particularly, it's talking about not working hard when someone sends you on an errand. So what would that look like? What would being a slacker, because no, no one's like, oh, I'm a slacker, yeah, that's me. No, no one thinks of themselves that way. Or at least I haven't met anyone like that. But here particularly, not working hard when you're sent on an errand would be not being time efficient. You're, you're easily distracted and you take forever to do something that you're asked to do. Or it would mean um, not doing quality work. You, you do it in a really rushed fashion and it's really sloppy. Um, so, like I said, no one really thinks of themselves as a slacker. But, but do you work hard? by getting tasks done in a timely manner? Or do you work hard by getting tasks done well without cutting corners? See, showing Jesus to your boss means working hard in a timely manner. It means working hard in a quality manner as well. Let's look at this next proverb. Proverbs 26, 14 and 15. This, this is probably my favorite one this morning. A door turns on its hinges and a slacker on his bed. The slacker buries his hand in the bowl and is too weary to bring it to his mouth. Uh, I, I love the funny imagery here. It's like he's talking about a door and you open a door, turns on its hinge, and he's basically saying, that's like you when you hit your snooze alarm five times and turn over, right? Um, but working hard means not hitting the snooze button over and over and showing up on time and not skipping just because you're tired. I mean, that's what that practically looks like. Um, the other funny image here is putting your, basically putting your hand in a bag of Doritos and being too lazy to take your hand back out to get the chip to your mouth. I mean, <laughs> I mean that, that's pretty lazy, right? Uh, working hard, though, means, again, it might go without saying, but it needs to be said, working hard means actually working the whole time while you're at work. 
That's, that's what this is saying. So showing Jesus to your boss, and you probably don't even think of it like this, but this is a great way to show Jesus to your boss in a really practical way is being on time and working the whole time, even when your boss or other people aren't watching. Now I want to go to the New Testament here for a second. Colossians 3, 23 and 24 says something very similar. It says, whatever you do, do it from the heart as something done for the Lord and not for people, knowing that you will receive the reward of an inheritance from the Lord. You serve the Lord Christ. Now, in Colossians, Paul, in this section, in chapter 3, is addressing slaves and masters. But it's not like we think of it in American slavery and in our history. It's, it's more like someone who's getting paid um, and they, they owe a debt to someone, so they just can't go and get another job until they've paid that debt off. So they're, they're getting paid. It's more like a boss-employee relationship to modern day than anything else. Um, and in the ESV, it says, whatever you do, work heartily. Work heartily. Work energetically is what that means. Or work willingly. You're, you're, you're asking things like, what, what can I do next? How can I help now? See, showing Jesus to your boss means working with enthusiasm. Whether it's, whether it's flipping burgers, selling cars, crunching numbers, or taking tests at school, are you working with enthusiasm? Now, our motivation, we see in this text, is not to please your boss, though. It's to please God. When we work hard, we don't do it ultimately for our boss. We should be doing it for the boss, God himself. He put our boss in that position. So on those long, difficult days when your boss is maybe even being hard on you, keep working hard as something done for the Lord, not for people, as this verse says. So if you're a stay-at-home parent, or if you're self-employed, or you're the boss yourself. You don't you really answer to anyone. You're the boss. Don't fool yourself into thinking that you don't have a boss. You have the best boss who's worth working extra hard for, God himself. When you're cleaning the kitchen, when you're disciplining your kids, when you're reviewing your employees, work hard as if working for the Lord. So, Based off of these scriptures, showing Jesus to your boss means working hard by getting things done in a timely manner, getting things done in a quality manner, being on time, working the whole time, working with enthusiasm, and working for the Lord. So, at your tables, I want you to discuss and be honest, which one of these areas of hard work could you grow in? Go for it.
All right, we're going to keep rolling here. So second thing I saw in Proverbs as I was reading through about showing Jesus to your boss is genuinely caring for them. And this was, I expected to find working hard. This was interesting to me. So Proverbs 27, 18. Whoever tends a fig tree will eat its fruit, and whoever looks after his master will be honored. Now, there's, there's brown nosing with your boss to make yourself look better, okay? I'm sure we've all done that. But then there's genuine care for your boss. I, I remember genuinely I did this. Um, when I was a youth pastor, I, I asked the lead pastor out of a church one day because I knew he wasn't quite himself. And so I just said, hey, how are you really doing? And he, he said, you know what? In 30 years, I've had no one on staff ask me that. <laughs> how sad, especially in a church, right? But it, it speaks to this. Bosses are human, and they need genuine care like the next person. And so at your table, share about a time you or someone you know show genuine care for their boss.
Okay, we'll keep moving. Next, we're going to talk about showing Jesus to your coworkers or your clients or your employees. So the first thing here is, is being generous. So Proverbs 11.25 says, A generous person will be enriched, and the one who gives a drink of water will receive water. Our natural sinful inclination is not to be generous. It's to be quite selfish. And we trick ourselves into believing life will be better if, I'll just, if I just keep things to myself. However, wisdom teaches us, God teaches us, that life actually is better when we're generous, when we're open-handed to others around us. Not talking about, and it's not talking here about just being generous with our money, although it could be that. There are opportunities to be generous in other ways all the time. We can be generous with our energy by helping out a coworker when they need some help with something, or generous with our ears. Maybe some clients of ours just really need someone to listen to them. Or you could be generous with encouragement. Maybe your employees, if you're a boss, maybe your employees are facing trials. So you can encourage them. Even if we end up sacrificing some of our own personal gain in the process, showing Jesus to those that we work with means being generous. Now, would anyone be willing to come up and share a story of how they've witnessed generosity in the workplace? Someone else being generous? Anybody? Yeah, come on up. Come on up. Just going to grab this mic here. Here, actually, I know it's hard to get through. Will this be all right out here? Yeah, okay. Go for it. Hey, everyone. I'm Kenna, um, and I work at Subway down over by the highway. And so what happened was is that I was going to work and everything, and then I was actually talking to my boss, and I'm like, this is everything that's going on. She's like, okay, just take you all the time you need. It's okay. I understand. And then when she goes through a hard time, I go and help her. So it's basically just a flip-flop kind of thing. We go and help each other both out. Uh, and then if any of my coworkers need help, I'm always there for them. And it's, it's just mostly like a big thing. I, I love people, usually. <laughs> um, that's my generosity thing. So. Yeah, that's great. Thanks for sharing. Yeah, that's good. I love that story because it's super, super practical. It's, it's every day. You know, you're, you're going through a hard time. All right, I'll give you some more time to breathe. Some more. Yeah, you need that. I, I love that. Great, great story of generosity. So um, how does being generous show Jesus to those we work with? Here's, here's how it does that. It shows them the generous heart of God himself. So, um, I want to just remind us of the good news of Jesus. John 3.16, you know this. God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him will not perish but will have eternal life. This, this is all about God giving. God gave anyone who would believe in him the right to have eternal life. Anyone had a right. I mean, think about this. If anyone had a right not to give to sinners, it would be a holy God, right? But God gave up his very best, his only son. He gave until it hurt in the most sacrificial way possible, the death of his son, and he gave us his very best, eternal life. So I want you to, we're going to take communion now. So you can just grab that in the, by your spot. And I want you to think as you eat and you drink. So the, the bread represents Jesus' torn body. And the, the juice represents the blood of Jesus that was spilled for us on the cross for our sin. And, and so as you eat and drink, I want you to thank Jesus for his generosity. Because think about it like this. Even on your worst day of being a great employee or being a great boss, of showing Jesus at your work, his blood still covers you. And on your best day at working hard and being a great employer, being a great boss and showing Jesus at your work, his blood covers you the same. He loves you the same. So let's take this and as you do this, just... In your own heart, thank Jesus for his generosity to you that isn't dependent on even your hard work. So let's take that.
We have, to, we have to keep reminding ourselves of the gospel as we're going through Proverbs because it's so like, do this, do that, do that. And that's great. These are, these are nuggets of wisdom, right? But we need the grace of God because we fall short of all of these things all of the time. All right. So lastly, how can we show Jesus to our coworkers, clients, and employees? By being dependable. Proverbs 28.20 says this, A faithful person will have many blessings, but one in a hurry to get rich will not go unpunished. A faithful person. This is someone who's trustworthy, reliable, ethical, dependable, I think is the best way to put it. When, when you say you'll do something and you do it, and you do what's expected of you again and again and again and again without fail. But being dependable, being faithful is actually quite boring. It is. It's, it's easy to get restless and want to cut corners to get rich quick. But this proverb is saying, don't fall for that trap. Dependability, it says, will have many blessings. We're showing what Jesus means when he said, sorry, we're showing Jesus to people when we're dependable. Because he is the dependable, the trustworthy, the faithful one. We're showing them Jesus by being dependable. So, at your table, share who is the most dependable worker that you know. Can't be yourself. Most dependable worker you know.
Okay. We're going to move on. This is, this is the last point. Proverbs 23.4 says, Don't wear yourself out to get rich because you know better. Stop. <laughs> another, another great proverb here. But don't let work become Jesus. Have boundaries with your work. Don't let work become your functional God. Work makes a terrible savior. If you're married, if you consistently trade quality time with your spouse for more quality time at work, and they get all your leftovers, one day you will probably wake up with a nice house with no one in it. If you have kids... You'll never get that time back when they're four years old or eight years old or 16 years old. Work will always be there. Your kids will not. So we need to develop healthy rhythms of work and of rest. God, as an example to us, not because he needed it. He didn't need to rest, but he created everything in six days and rested on the seventh. So it begs the question to us, do we take at least 24 hours each week to rest from our work? God hardwired us to have a daily rhythm, not just weekly, but a daily rhythm of rest and work. It's called sleep. God is reminding us with sleep on the daily that he is God and we are not. When we consistently neglect sleep for work, we're saying functionally that work is God and it will catch up with you over time. We all have experienced that. So don't let work become Jesus. So, last question at your table. What's one healthy rhythm you've implemented to help keep work from becoming Jesus?